Hi, Jen. Hi. <laughs> to welcome everyone to another episode of our first and fourth Thursday podcast of the Awareness Diet, Conversations, Insights, and Tools to Feed Your Self-Awareness. I am Shamika, your friendly neighborhood intuitive self-care coach, and I am here again with my Sister wife, that's what I'm calling her today. She has a lot of different things, <laughs> but today, you know, she's my sister wife, Miss Morgan, aka formerly known as Boss Witch Holistics. How are you today, Jen? I am doing wonderful. And yourself? I'm good. I'm good. It's just so funny because every time it's time for me to do one of these podcasts, I find myself in at the the break of a self-care crisis <laughs> every time it never <laughs> fails and it's like my own podcast is reminding me that I need to chill mm -hmm. and it's that's like hey um practice what you preach girl pretty much <laughs> I don't know like every every time every time it comes around it's like man why am I so cranky today and it's like yeah miss self-care why are you so cranky today <laughs> you know <laughs> So as per usual, uh, we're going to start the podcast off with some cleansing, relaxing breaths and self-rededication. So if, and oh, my disclaimer, because I always forget to do this in the beginning. If you are in the presence of, you know, young or small children while you're listening to this podcast, please get your earbuds or go to another room because I just never know when I may become passionate with my language. So you can't say you weren't warned. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so what I want you to do now is go ahead and take a moment to just get yourself settled, get comfortable, um, get your earbuds or go to another room. And um, we're gonna take about three deep breaths. You're gonna inhale nice and slow for about five counts. And exhale even slower for seven. One more, inhale five counts. And exhale one through seven. Last one, inhale for five counts. And exhale to the count of seven. Ah, that feels better. I even feel less, a little less mm -hmm. myself. <laughs> it's amazing mm -hmm. what breath and, and stopping to breathe, you know, can and will do for you. Yeah, I didn't realize how much I needed that today. I've had such a busy day mm -hmm. that just sitting and doing that, I was like, oh, yeah, there's that, yeah, that thing that, that I'm supposed that to That breathing <laughs> thing that, you know, kind of happens automatically. So we take it for granted and don't realize that, you know, we can take a, you know, 30 second vacation just by focusing solely on the breath. 
So mm-hmm. whew, there we go. So repeat after me. Time changes things. Time changes things. And I grant myself grace during times of darkness and confusion. And I grant myself grace during times of darkness and confusion. I am remembering that the sun. I am remembering that the sun. Whether seen or unseen. Whether seen or unseen. Returns at every dawn. Returns at every dawn. So in this moment. So in this moment. I rededicate myself to myself. I rededicate myself to myself. And commit to holding the truth of my, I'm sorry, commit to holding the torch of my truth high. And commit to holding the torch of my truth high. To shine a bright healing light. To shine a bright healing light. On my inner and outer worlds. On my inner and outer worlds. Ashe, amen, and so it is. And blessed be. Can't forget that one too. Blessed throw them be. all in there. I'm gonna throw them all in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So today is a somber but joyful day because we are closing out our topic on Muslims of the living. Uh, toxic uh, environments and family dynamics. Um, If you haven't checked out the first two podcasts in this particular series, make sure you do. They were fully loaded and Ms. Morgan, AKA Jen, AKA my sister wife, um, (laughs) she, (laughs) she was on part two on the last one. And, you know, that was such a heavy conversation that I actually purposely delayed on doing this one because there was so much that we covered in there from the varying degrees of toxicity to, you know, uh, passive aggressive behavior, narcissism, emotional abandonment, um, mind games, uh, and, and, you know, being toxic energetically and, and all of these different things. And even into and beginning uh, cognitive behavioral therapy as part of your healing process if you resonate with any of these things is something that came up in that last podcast. So today we are locking in on what I have designated the three P's, that's P's is in popcorn, the three P's of healing and resolution when we talk about, you know, uh, toxicity and toxic relationships, family dynamics, environments, and all that. And those three P's are patience, perseverance, and proximity. 
And the reason I chose these three in particular is because in my own journey, I'm finding that whenever I'm in any type of a situation where there's just a lot of toxicity and unpleasantness involved, one of these three or maybe the combination of them are going to have to be applied in order to get through it. So, you know, I want to talk about each one individually so that when you're trying to apply um, your, your healing steps and, you know, you're trying to move through these toxic dynamics and situations, you'll be able to better gauge which one you may have to use in a, even in a particular moment. So let's talk about patience. Patience has a lot of faces. Uh, Jen, I'm gonna let you start with breaking down this concept of patience for us, especially since we're talking about in, in terms of healing. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, patience, patience, especially during the healing process, can be one of the hardest things to muster because think about it like when we're uncomfortable when we're dealing with uncomfortable and very very difficult emotions or situations bad habits that we're trying to break etc we just want to get out of that feeling like as soon as possible right so we have to remember with patience patience is an act of compassion it's an act of forgiveness um it doesn't just mean grinning and bearing it it doesn't just mean you know looking on the bright side all the time, it means literally sitting and forgiving yourself, forgiving mm. others. It means showing compassion towards yourself for having dealt with whatever you dealt with for so long, developing shitty, you know, um, coping mechanisms. Um, it, it's, it's an act of forgiveness and compassion to be patient and to remember that it took a long time to develop those habits and patterns and you can't expect overnight results for something that took longer than overnight to develop. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, and I really, you know, it's one of those things, especially in, in the work that we do that we can't stress the importance of patience enough. Going back to what you said about it took a long time to get where where we are now, where we realize we need to do this healing, we need to clear some things out. Maybe we need to get away from some people, put it into some types of certain types of relationships. And if you really sit down and think about the years out of your life that some of these habits or mentality or associations took to take place, mm -hmm. you'd really, really internally would. Wrap, be able to to really wrap your mind around why it, it's not going to happen overnight. Yes, it feels shitty. It feels horrible. You just want to be over it already. You want to be over yourself already. I know I've had plenty of moments in my life where it's like, oh my gosh, Shamika, are you really doing this shit again? <laughs> you know, like, really? Didn't we, didn't we just resolve that this does not work? And then just out of habit, out of familiarity, we, we may find ourselves in, in, in the same dynamic again or thinking the same way, feeling the same way about something. So that patience, you know, I'm really glad that you put the emphasis on self first 
because mm-hmm. we get so many messages, counterintuitive messages through society and, you know, even shoot through our families and relationships that, you know, that compassion and that forgiveness. Yes, we need, we do need to have compassion for other people and, you know, to be able to forgive other people so we can, you know, let go, move on and evolve. But here's the thing. It's, you know, everything that we want to see and manifest in the world and in our lives, it starts within us. It's not the other way around. You know, it's not that we're going to forgive mm-hmm. out there or forgive this person or, you know, be compassionate in this particular external situation. And somehow it's going to trigger something inside of us. I do not co-sign mm-hmm. that at all. If somebody wants to argue with me, that's fine because I don't argue, but... <laughs> you'll be arguing with yourself but it's really the inside out so we have to be compassionate with ourselves first we have to be forgiving to ourselves first and what does that Mm -hmm. look like I'll say first and foremost not passing judgment on yourself for the things or the decisions that you've made that, that have gotten you to this particular place Mm-hmm. that's the first part that compassion and that forgiveness is the polar opposite of judgment you cannot judge yourselves in that process and that actually helps to increase your level of patience because really a lot of the time it's the judgment that we're passing on ourselves that's making us feel bad and then yes. we just want to hurry up and be done with the situation so we can stop feeling bad. But what we really need to do is stop judging ourselves so yes. that we can work our steps, whatever those steps are. Oh, you yes. know? And that's why it's so hard, too, you know, because judgment, like, <sighs> I tell you. Judgment is one of those mental processes that it does not go down easy. Mm-hmm. If it had its own like persona, like, you know, what, I'm going to need you to tell hubby to like make a whole cartoon out of judgment and judgment's stubbornness. <laughs> because judgment is one of those things that it, ain't, it, it doesn't want to leave you. It never wants to leave you. Mm-hmm. And it makes it really really hard to do anything else except just sit there look at yourself and get down on yourself about certain things like but really and truly it serves no purpose and it does nothing for your healing and your evolution like at all absolutely it keeps you stuck in the same cycle actually it keeps you doing to yourself what others have done to you Mm, that part Mm mm-hmm like and, you feeling yourself, you, you needing to do what's best for you or, you know, whatever. When you come down so hard on yourself, you're actually. I apologize. I don't know what that was, but we're back now. And you were saying judgment keeps you stuck in the same place. And <laughs> yeah, it keeps you doing to yourself what others have done to you. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, a lot of times judgment will do to you not what you would do to yourself. If you really think about that judgmental voice, and this is again where the patience to come down and listen to that voice rather than um, run with it and let it control you, you have to come down, listen to that voice and ask yourself, like, this is where judgment comes in and it can be a good thing. Because I I have 
mixed feelings about that term judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, judgment literally means just using your own mental faculties to come and make a decision, like making your own decision about something and making mm-hmm. a, you know, a final decision about something. Mm-hmm. So this is where we use our power of judgment for good. And we can actually be like, okay, I'll sit down with these shitty thoughts. I'll sit down with whatever this <laughs> has to say. What is it actually saying? And when we listen to it, we can ask ourselves like, okay, would I really say that to myself? Or is that coming from someone else? Right. Is that somebody else's we voice? A lot of the times the, those voices of judgment in our head are not ours. We can actually be a lot more compassionate and forgiving towards ourselves because we we allowed those voices in so we have the power to also let them out absolutely absolutely yeah that's true i mean judgment it's like it really is like a two-sided coin you know it's just kind of like okay you have the judgment that is harmful to you and you have the judgment that you know can be good for you if carried out the right way sometimes I'll, i'll use discernment in, in lieu of the word judgment, because most of the time, just in like general communication, when you say judgment or you can be like, don't judge me, it already has a negative yeah. connotation. So, you know, that's the thing. Like, even when we're talking to ourselves, you know, ask yourself, like, what a word means to you, how it makes you feel. And then why? Like, why does that word make you feel that way? Because that's part of the process, too, because, again, those voices and, you know, where we got these ideas about ourselves, you know, originally it didn't, we didn't do that. Somebody else did it. And now it's just kind of stuck with us. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like a bad cold, you yes. know, <laughs> you think it goes totally. away and then it comes back and you're like sneezing and snotting again. It's just being all disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Very so, lovely image. <laughs> Yeah, right, isn't it? Like, everybody can relate to that. When you had the really bad cold, you thought it was going away, it was on, like, you know, you were starting to feel better, and then, boom, something just rehashes it, you know? Mm -hmm. Hate that. So that's that's the beginning in terms of, of patience in our three Ps. Let's talk about perseverance now. Because I'll tell you what, if you don't have patience, you're not going to be able to persevere. First and foremost, Mm -hmm. what does perseverance mean to you? Like, how does that word translate to you in, in a, you know, along a healing journey? Perseverance to me, I mean, I love that you said that it's, it's coupled with patience. Cause yeah, if you don't, if you, you need to work on patience first before you even get to that next level. Um, Because if you start sabotaging yourself from the beginning, you're not going to get to that level of perseverance. Mm-hmm. Um, perseverance to me means just being able to overcome and overcome through willpower. What are you willing to do to get to where you want to be? Mm-hmm. We can, it's, it's, it's one thing to say, I want to be here a year from now. I want to look at this differently a year from now. And that's the first step. But then the second step is, okay, but what am I willing to actually do to make that a possibility, to make that a physical reality for myself? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be an overnight thing. It can just be daily steps of doing something differently. You know, change requires change. So what are you willing to change in order to get over this issue that you're dealing with? And that's a big one because a lot of people, they want to get to a certain place 
or a certain level that, you know, they want to overcome a situation, but they're not willing to do the work. And any mm-hmm. of you out here, if you ever take me on as a coach, I'm going to tell you right now, that is my biggest pet peeve. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no way around the work. So you better work, which you better work. <laughs> <laughs> you better work. Okay. You know, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Like I can't really, you know, add too much to that because, because, because that's just it, you know, whenever we want to achieve anything, we have to have some sense of, of, first of all, where we are right now, using our judgment to identify how we got there. And then what are we willing to do or willing to give up to move forward? And the reason you have to persevere and you have to have patience to, to get through that is again, because one, you didn't get here overnight. You're not mm-hmm. going to be able to fix it overnight. And you know what? While you're trying to heal and, and move forward, life around you is still happening. The people around mm-hmm. you are still going to need you. They're going to want things. You know, I'm a parent. Sometimes, like, I allot time for myself and my kids still need to eat. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And you just you just have to have that perseverance in order to maneuver, not just the process, but being able to prioritize with the life that's happening around you all the time, even though you're still going through a process, even though the people around you may not even understand or take any interest in what it is you're trying to do and become. And you have to be willing to work in spite of them. Yes. Or in spite of your situation. You know, mm-hmm. if you're someone like me who compartmentalizes pretty well in your head, which means that I can get stuff done, but I'm also as an empath drastically affected by my environment. So if my environment mm-hmm. is off, I really have to like, I got to dig deep not to get thrown off. And sometimes it doesn't work. And you have to persevere through that too. There are going to be those days and times where, you know, you didn't get the outcome you were looking for. Um, You didn't get around to doing everything that you wanted or needed to do. Um, Really shitty days. You get phone calls, text messages, you know, random bad news, you know. Life is still happening. And you're going to have to figure out how to keep going forward, even though you've been slowed down or even stopped at the moment, because it's it's just in that particular moment. It doesn't have to last forever. That's up to you, whether or not, you know, it stops your whole process. And that takes a great deal of intestinal fortitude to just go, okay, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to sit here right now, but in three hours or tomorrow or whatever, this is what I'm going to do. Yes. So that perseverance is a big one because you got to be willing to do the work and to continue doing the work even when you get derailed sometimes because it's going to happen. There are going to be times when you derail yourself and you got to go, okay, yeah, I kind of fucked that up. So 
(laughs) (laughs) You got to be willing to get back up tomorrow and do it again. Exactly. I fucked that up, but you know what? I got tomorrow or I got tonight or I have, you know, just dust it off and just pick up where you left off at. Okay. Anything else you want to add about perseverance, Jen, before we move on to proximity? No, I think this was perfect. Okay, because I'm trying to keep this one short because the last ones, the last two were, they were really long and really in-depth. So I'm trying to keep it simple and short for you guys. Okay, so our last P in our healing and resolution is the proximity. Mm. Now, being someone who is only two weeks into moving out of my parents' place where I lived for eight years with my two kids into a house with my fiance, who the two of us have had a really rocky few years and um, my stepchildren, you know, all in this one house. There were a lot of things that I am just now realizing were so difficult because of my proximity to, honestly, because of my proximity to my parents. You know, Mm. it's not to make anybody feel bad. I'm not discrediting them. I mean, they're the hardest working people I know. I love them. They love me. But the reality is sometimes with certain people in certain situations, just because of, you know, how your energy works or doesn't work together or differences in, in personality. Like I've had a lot of people who know the details of my previous living situation say, oh, well, you know, when you're an adult, like, you know, you got to get away from your parents. But that's not true because I know people who are the same age as me, if not older, and they live with their parents and it's perfectly harmonious. Mm-hmm. So there's no blanket rule for this. You know, it is what it is. And so now that, that there's a certain amount of proximity between me and them, I think we all like each other a lot better, to say the least. <laughs> oh, God, yes. You know, it, feel, and, it feels like you've been it feels like you've been moved out longer than you ha- have been too, <clears throat> because of the immense like shift that you've made so instantaneously once you got out of that environment. Exactly. And and that's where we really need to like understand and overstand, understand every aspect of proximity. Sometimes mm-hmm. we can love people. We can like people and we still can't be too close to them or be around them for too long for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. In terms of toxic family dynamics and toxic environments, I think it goes without saying that if it is toxic to you, if you have identified that any aspect of this relationship or you know, this, this environment, this situation is toxic to you. Proximity and creating some distance needs to become your first priority. Mm -hmm. But you got to understand, but you have to understand that in order to do that, depending on where you are in your life, you may have to develop that patience and perseverance first. 
Yep. Before the proximity will even manifest. Oh, so true. Eight years. Eight wow. years. Okay. I was living with my parents. When I moved in, when I moved back in with my parents, I didn't even have my six-year-old son yet. Obviously. I only have my daughter. And in that wow. eight years, I was tried and tested on so many levels. My sense of motherhood was tested. My sense of self-worth was tested. My belief in myself was tested. This was probably for me the single hardest, longest reflective experience I have ever had in my life. <laughs> like there mm -hmm. is no cosmic mirror big enough to compare to that for me right now. Oh my goodness, yes. And when I realized it was like a that huge incubation period for you. It was. It it was. It was it was and the thing is, like, I'm only really, like, feeling and seeing it now that I'm out. Because while I was there, it was just, you know, I was just annoyed. I was just moody. I was tired. I was this. I was that. I had this issue, that issue. Couldn't grow my business. Couldn't do this. Couldn't do that. Like, it was plagued with a lot of doubt and a lot of heavy energy and a lot of frustration. And it was par for the course. And now oh, that yeah. I'm out of it, I'm realizing, yeah, you know what? That patience and perseverance is how I got through those eight years. Because Definitely. once I applied patience and perseverance to see and learn what was needed from, you know, within me, because my parents still are who they are. They, that's, you know, mm -hmm. But there were things that I needed to see and learn within myself and things that, you know, certain dialogue and beliefs and feelings, voices, you know, things that, that I had to identify within myself that I know now I would not have been able to identify if I never went back. And they probably would have plagued me for the rest of my life. And once I became aware of those things and started healing those things, the ability and the opportunity to create that proc to that distance, to establish that proximity, it was almost instantaneous as well. You know how fast, mm -hmm. you know, from the time that I said, okay, look, I need to move <laughs> or oh, I'm ready to move mm -hmm. to the time that we got this place and moved in. You know how I short do. that was, you know? I do. And and then I think about it like, it's almost as though for me, those past eight years were like my own, like bamboo tree. I don't know mm -hmm. how many of you are familiar with the Chinese bamboo tree, but the Chinese bamboo tree, if you started like, you know, from like a little seedling or whatever, a little seed, you have to wait five years and we're talking about with consistent care five years of basically watering dirt 
<laughs> before this thing breaks through the ground. Wow. I didn't know that. Yes. Chinese bamboo takes a long time. A long time. Talk about patience and persistence. Right. You know, like imagine if that tree is the key to your survival. What you going to do in them five years that you're nurturing this thing? Like, you know, when it breaks through, it's going to be abundant. You know, your whole life is going to change. It's going to shift. But you have to get through these five years of water and dirt and seeing nothing, potentially. Not a piece of grass, nothing. Mm. Mm -hmm. You know? So it's like patience and persistence, like the the water to all of that is faith and trust. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That's it. I'm writing that down in my notebook. Yeah. Because like when I, I literally, cause you know, I'm a very visual person. So as you were talking, like I, that's why I was like, Oh yeah, that's patience and persistence right there. And when you said, you know, you, you have to know, like within five years, you're going to be abundant. You're going to have, everything you need out of this situation you just have to be patient and persistent and mm -hmm. it's like so so too is the healing process and is having faith and trust that in the end with time with patience with persistence you are going to get closer and closer to that person that you know you are underneath all that crap that you've been carrying absolutely absolutely so I hope you all are writing this down or, I mean, you don't really have to because you can always just, you know, tune back in and listen to it as many times as you want. But I, you know what? Yeah, perseverance, persistence. Yeah, I like that. That's another P. Huh. I like that. Yeah, mm -hmm. but faith, faith and trust. You know, faith and trust. You are watering that bamboo. It's just dirt right now, but you, you are watering it not just with the water, but with your own faith and your trust that this is going to come into fruition. Yes. You just got to keep, you just got to keep plugging away at it, keep doing what you're doing because we often forget that for every physical aspect of life, there is a non-physical or energetic aspect. So regardless of what we see in the physical, a lot of the time, especially when we're talking about these things like healing, Mm -hmm. We may not see results. Well, we already know we're not going to see results right away. And additionally, we may not see results when we think we should see results. But energetically, we are watering that situation. Energetically, we are watering ourselves when we apply this patience, when we apply this perseverance, you know, the persistence, and, and the faith and trust and you know we're we're constantly pouring into ourselves mm -hmm. when we go through these processes and if we stay the course if we keep pouring eventually we will see something so my advice is always to just be present in, in the moment be present in the watering yes be, pre be present in the watering and then let yourself be surprised at the growth. Let yourself be surprised when you see what comes through. It's like a compound effect. Like even when I would uh, teach people meditation, 
um, especially beginning meditation. Um, you know, you have a lot of people who be like, oh, I tried to med- never meditated a day in their lives. Okay. And they're like, oh, I was trying to meditate. And, and you know, I want to meditate like one hour in the morning and one hour at night because I heard that, you know, that's just a good, it's just a good routine. And I tried to meditate and I couldn't even last like five minutes. So start with five minutes. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, that's how I had to do it too. I mean, girl, I was a... <sighs> I mean, like, you know my full story and background. Like, mm-hmm. I was an anxious mess, like, in middle school and high school. And when I started learning meditation, I did it for the same reasons. It was actually due to a CCD teacher of mine who actually, um, I loved her class. I actually loved going to church because I loved the meditative aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But I could not relax at home. And she came up to me one day and just handed me a book on meditation. She's like, I don't know why, but I feel like this is going to help you. Mm. And when I sat with it, I tried to do the whole thing of like, you know, oh, meditate for 30 minutes. And like, I couldn't even do 10. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to just do what I can. And Mm -hmm. I did about five minutes. It was about five minutes. And you and it's like it's like working a muscle when you've never meditated before, when you've never done some of this work in general before. Mm -hmm. It's literally like working a muscle. You're not going to expect a person who can only lift maybe 10 pounds to lift a hundred pounds. They just can't do it. They have mm-hmm. to still work with the 10 pound weight until they get stronger. And then they go to 15 and then they go to 20 and exactly. so on. And the exactly. same thing goes for this journey. You, you can't expect yourself like remove expectations. You can't yes. expect yourself to do now, you know, like do what you think you're supposed to do in the future. Now, when all you can do now is maybe just get up and brush your teeth and shower right now. Mm-hmm. you know it takes steps you know yes. if, if today all you did was shower and do your laundry and you know tidy up a little bit but you weren't doing that for like a week or something like count your blessings be like wow i took a shower today i cleaned awesome keep reminding mm-hmm. yourself of the progress rather than thinking you have to do all these things to look the part exactly you know exactly and i think that's the issue i think that so many people, you know, we get so many false images and, you know, um, just kind of exaggerated ideas about what healing looks like. Healing does not look the same for everybody. Mm-mm. So whatever you're seeing on TV, social media, you know, your little Facebook cookie ads that they like to- <laughs> they like to slide in there. Oh, disrespectful cookies. I clean my cookies like every day. But anyway, you know, Instagram recommendations and stuff like that. I'm I know what you, you're talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're on social media, you, wanna, you all know you exactly wanna, what I'm talking about. You want to manifest a miracle in 30 days? You know, <laughs> like, and you're just like, what? really? Like, like bitch, I haven't you? been happy for 30 years. Like, what? Right. You, really you want like, me to manifest a miracle in 30 days? <laughs> exactly. You know, that's all marketing, okay? I'm not yeah. saying that it's complete rubbish. I'm just mm-hmm. saying those of us who know, we're going to tell you straight up, okay? Oh, yeah. What mm-hmm. your healing journey is going to look like, feel like, and entail is 
could be drastically different. Mm-hmm. Even from your own blood relative that you grew up with. I mean, y'all grew up in the same environment, got the same parents, you were exposed to the same things, and your healing process looks like something completely alien compared to what your sister or brother or whoever is having to go through. Yep. Kind of so, look at it as like, you know, um, you know, if even if we looked at, looked at it uh, in practical terms of different healing uh, processes, you know, like yeah. take somebody who breaks their leg versus somebody who has like a serious illness, you know, like the broken leg is going to take time, but the serious illness might take longer, you know, but they're still exactly. healing. They just, they, they're going to mm-hmm. take different methods and different variations of, you know, therapy and, and all of that stuff in order to get back to themselves. You know, exactly. so the same thing goes for our emotional and mental wounds and afflictions and, and illnesses and things like that. It's going to take time and your healing process, don't compare your healing process to someone else. You know? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because that right there is a slippery slope to that negative judgment we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. means that your patience is jeopardized your ability to persevere and persist is jeopardized. Just don't do it. Yes. Just don't do it. Yep. Okay. So I think that we are good with closing out this topic now. Yes. And with this podcast. So Miss Morgan, AKA Jen, AKA my sister wife, Please tell the people once again, <laughs> please tell the people once again how they can get in contact with you or what you do and how they can get in contact with you. Sure thing. Um, would it be okay if I actually leave us with a little activity? Oh, yay. I like activities. Okay. Um, this could be something you do for the rest of your life, you know, if, if you enjoy it. But I suggest that for the next two weeks that you get a journal, piece of paper, however you want to do this. And at the end of every day, what I want you to do is I want you to write down what you did do in a day. Instead of making a list for yourself of things you already have to do and overwhelming yourself, make a list at the end of your day of what you did accomplish in a day. And at the end of that two weeks, I want you to look at how much you actually do and stop being so damn hard on yourself. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to do that too. I actually have, yeah, I have an empty journal I just found. Oh, nice. That I can use that for. <laughs> yes, I like that. Okay, so you guys have homework. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, you, ha- you have healing activity homework to do. So yeah. if you would like to share with Jen how you're feeling after you know, taking account of and, you know, giving yourself a little credit for the things that you do accomplish. Here's how you can get in contact with her. Awesome, Salt. Well, you can find me on Instagram at XOXO Miss Morgan XOXO. Lots of hugs and kisses there. <laughs> um, yep. Yes. My name is Miss Morgan. You can also call me Jen. That is my I like to call that my regular everyday name. Miss Morgan is my sexual priestess name. I am actually a sexual priestess and an intimacy coach. And 
I help sex workers and those curious about getting more in touch with their intimacy and becoming intimate with themselves on a whole new level. And I can help you just become more intimate with your life, with yourself, and get more present and nurture your nature once more. So if that's something that would be interesting to you and you would like to get grounded and centered in yourself and get back into your nature and your natural way of being, I would love to hear from you. Yes. Let me tell you guys, she is the real deal. Otherwise, she would not be on my podcast. <laughs> nor, would she, nor would she be my witch wife. But anyway... <laughs> And uh, if you would like to get in contact with me, um, you can definitely find me easiest on Instagram um, at Queen's Armor Self Care. So that's Queen's Q U E E N S Armor A R M O U R Self Care, all one word. You can DM me, or um, you can even email me at self care at Queen's Armor, spelled the same way, Armor with a U. dot com. And um, I would be more than happy to sit down with you and have an intuitive insight coaching session with you if that's what you need. A first session is uh, complimentary just to see where you are and identify, you know, maybe what steps you're needing to take at this point in your journey. And if that sounds interesting to you, um, just go ahead and reach out to me. And, you know, between the two of us, like, you'll, you'll get where you need to be if you're willing to do the work for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well Jen thank you so much for being on again thank you for having me sweetheart this was awesome yes 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 this is always like you know this is like a double dose because I spoke to Jen earlier and then I get to have her on the podcast so you know I'm like all geeked out now for like the next couple of days <laughs> <laughs> you, all, our you all need to get exactly you all need to get you you know a friend and a coach and a wife you know like Miss <laughs> Morgan here But until then, you guys be well. And remember, self-care is a divine responsibility. We'll talk to you on the next podcast. Bye.